0: Welcome to the Afternoon Show. I'm Bill Arnold. I'm looking across the studio today at my friend Todd Mulliken, who's going to be with me here for the full hour. We've got a couple of things we're going to talk about today, which is one of the things I like about having Todd in the studio, is we can cover more than one topic. But today we're going to talk about the mindset of getting to versus having to in marriage and in significant relationships And Todd, this is going to be a lively hour. I hope you are ready. I am ready to go. Yeah. And you can learn more about Todd. Do you still have that website? (laughs) I do. Do you?
1: What? But actually, Todd Mulligan Podcasts are full of our talks, too. Oh, nice. Nice. So, the, the, to Google Todd Mulligan Podcasts. Really? Know,
0: too. I didn't know you were doing podcasts.
1: <laughs> I'm not. They just show up. Oh, really? I think you folks do that for me. Oh, nice. I didn't. I had no idea about them until people told me about them. So. Right. But well, you, it, still, you still have the website? I still have the website. Yeah, that creative <laughs> name. Yeah. Is it
0: ToddMulligan.com? It is. If you wanted yeah. to learn more about Todd, you can go there. <laughs> And you know what dot-com means, don't you? (laughs) I think you told me last show. Communication. Communication. Oh, no, commercial, commercial. Commercial. Yeah, I've forgotten myself. (laughs) (laughs) All right, now in marriage, significant relationships, whether it's vocational or avocational, uh, we also have a, a mindset. We get to or we have to. Let's talk about that.
1: Boy, maybe a couple years ago, I was at a conference with my church. I was a denominational conference, and there was a Christian thought leader that talked about um, just the idea of we feel a lot of obligation, which is actually the opposite of pleasure or abundance. And... um, she was talking about the importance of that mindset of we. here's what we get to do in our story because of what God has done for us. And it's a freeing thing we have. Amen. It doesn't mean we're in la-la land. It just means we have that victory. And so when Jesus says in John 10, 10, we get to have life to the full, uh, it moves us out of an uh, obligatory kind of survival day-to-day in a tough run in marriage. My job is really unsatisfactory. I've been looking for work and I'm averaging 15 minutes a day looking for work because I'm just overwhelmed. Um, I, maybe I have mental health issues that have been really loud and episodic. And I'm just feeling obligated. I'm feeling like under, you know, just under things. Uh, and moving from that have to get through the day mindset to I get to pursue these things because of the freedom I have sometimes can really make a difference. Uh, I've had people I've worked with who are leaders of organizations, and they've tried using that get-to mindset, even with their staff, just as a a reframe, if you will. Um, And, you know, research talks a lot about, Bill, like proactively looking at our health or proactively looking at our faith versus kind of having a a pessimistic view of it Mm -hmm. can really kind of free us up in our minds. and, And I think that's just the way God has wired us, you know. I
0: think as a believer, you are under the understanding that you have to go do good works. And I always say, no, you get to go do good works. You get to go serve our master and king. We get to. We don't have to.
1: Yeah, that's so well said. We we do have to, but we get to. Absolutely, right? Yeah. I don't know about you, but like in a November day when it's been cloudy for three weeks in a row and like, oh my goodness, yeah. you know, I'm just under tow a little bit. It's either it's easier to kind of feel the obligation of just getting through the day. Or if we have that, you know, view of a significant other that we're dating or uh, um, uh, someone we're married to, it's easy to start looking at what they're not versus what they are. It's easy to start looking at, yeah, you know, Oh, this is tough, and I, I don't got it in me today. And, and just that mindset that we have of have to, I have to be married to this person mm-hmm. versus, no, I get to be in this covenantal relationship that could be in the worst spot it's been in 20 years or it could be in the best spot it's been in five, uh, can make a difference with our eyes towards that other person. Should our mindset be, I see this opportunity that
0: is presenting itself in a unique way. Absolutely. I mean, that's kind of an
1: exciting thing. It is, and it it's a freeing thing, you know. Especially if we've had, uh, you know, a difficult time gaining traction, Bill, in our story, and really have been struggling for a while, and then starting to look at reasons why things are going so badly, and the four things wrong with our spouse from their upbringing, and the three things wrong with my subordinate or my boss and the four things wrong with looking for work. You know, it's just that kind of mindset mm-hmm. can really be uh, suffocating. It can, you know, lead us into, you know, moments or episodes of depression or fear. So I think it's just a good thing to, you know, call on that forgotten God, the Holy Spirit, and just remind us of what we get to do. Mm-hmm. Todd Mulliken is my guest. Todd, is
0: that a thin line where you can go from a mindset of, being hopeful and optimistic to just going the other direction, feeling defeated and, and drifting into despair.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think it can be, I think for some of us it can be very, I think it's part of it's our hardware bill. Some of us are wired in a way that we're kind of steady people and, you know, it takes a while to get going, takes a while to struggle, takes a while, you know, just more of an even keel. But some of us, I think, are wired very like um, we call high arousal where kind of quick moves back and forth, if you will, uh, and I think that flipping can be that way. So I think it, regardless of how we're wired, I think you're right. The thin line presents itself. And I think it's just a good thing to, you know, be, you know, have that gatekeeper, the Holy Spirit kind of watch out. I call it junk mail for me. When when the junk mail is coming in of the have-tos, I, I try to, you know, when I can remind myself, you know, Holy Spirit, take a look at this. What What is this? You know, what is true about this again? And mm-hmm. what's my mindset about it? For me, that just helps a ton, and I don't always do it. Yeah. I call it valuable direct marketing mail. (laughs) (laughs) Right.
0: Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. But if you're not interested, then you're not interested. You aren't. Yeah. No. And it turns into junk to you. (laughs) Yeah. All right, Todd, uh, I want to go back into this, because we talked about this, I think, last week, about having a strong mindset. And this is something that you have to be speaking truth to yourself. Your self-talk is really important, because if you have a... Get to mindset, you're going to approach things very differently versus a
1: have to. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, absolutely. And I, last time I talked a lot about routines and rhythms as being good ways to nurture that. Yeah. And doesn't mean we have to be rigid in that. But I know that the people I've worked with that have really made transformational moves through their story have really been committed. To a time of prayer and, and mindfulness with the Lord, to really be doing that a couple times a day for five minutes, just for you know a month in a row, to really sit in that, mm-hmm. right? Um, and instead of kind of writing down their priorities, they're kind of which is good to do, but they're they're kind of prioritizing themselves by what they're thinking about instead of making it out as a list, which is good. Really prioritizing with, with the Holy Spirit what, is, what am I for In this story uh, What am I for with my faith Right now, what, what is really hard But it's, I've found that Rhythm and routine of staying Consistent with it really matters Um, it's much more common to be starters, not finishers, right? It's much more common for me to get on a roll for a week and then have a bad couple of days and then just get off track versus, no, I just get to continue to have this rhythm of prayer and mindfulness with Jesus a couple times a day at least to just reconnect and reevaluate my mindset and what I'm for and what I get to do today, how I get to see my spouse, how I get to have an honest conversation that's difficult. And if it doesn't go well, it doesn't mean I'm outside of your will, Lord. It means I I, I get to be honest about what's hard, or I get to see them differently, or I get to understand my upbringing more and mm-hmm. how that's coming into my story in a way that I didn't know that it would, and I'm taking it out on my spouse. Todd, be patient with me right now because I'm just getting
0: this thought in the moment, so this may not even come out. Uh, this might be awkward, but do most people have a set point in their mind as to where they're at in their overall mindset every day? There's some people that go, well, "I can't be one of those super happy people all the time," but my my set point is I'm I'm generally in a good mood each day, mm. and then you try to figure out how to get there every day, and then how to live above that. Mm. I don't I don't know if if yeah. you're following that at all, but. If you're speaking truth to yourself and say, I get to versus I have to, Mm -hmm. I think you're going to be doing some self-talk when you get up in the morning and having your quiet time with the Lord and saying, Lord, create an opportunity for me today. Hmm. Create a a time when I'm going to have a chance to be salt and light in a very broken world. Help me to uh, serve my loved ones uh, sacrificially. Yeah, you're just trying to figure out what your your set point is, and
1: reminding you of it. That's really good. And you're talking about self awareness. And Bill, real quick, I, I feel like. What you're talking about beautifully is the idea of proactively seeing that, having the Lord go ahead of us with that about what's coming up. Yeah. Because when I know when I don't do that, then I end up reacting to the moment. Me too, Todd. Right. And then and I, I go back I, oh. and do my stuff, and and then I feel like oh, I'm kind of discouraged. because I And I've seen tons of help with this and transformation with people in this when they're proactively ahead of time sitting down with the Holy Spirit and just like you said, starting the day with that catching up at halftime during the day a a re, a, re, a reboot if you will just as a way to stay in that rhythm of the get to and the proact and then even visualize with the holy spirit what's coming up today like you said so well and and just have a, that mindset that having god walk alongside us with
0: mm-hmm. speaking of steady and strong i'm looking at kim sanders right now who's mm-hmm. producing today's show and she oh yeah she's very, she's steady and strong now kim when you listen to us talk are you getting the idea that that you find yourself in this mindset Place where you speak the truth to yourself every day when you get up.
1: I don't know that that's a habit that I've fully formed. Okay, if I'm being perfectly honest, I think you, I'm. Uh, you can look at my calendar and say I need to be here by this time, and <laughs> that that's easy. Yeah. I don't necessarily know if I connect how I feel okay. about it or yeah.
0: Yeah, but your your attitude is always so positive every day.
1: I appreciate that. Yeah.
0: So I mean, I don't know. I don't bring that. to the- <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know, I'm aware of that. Oh, I'm aware yeah, of that. Yeah. You know, you can drive over, and you can feel mm. like stressful. That you can feel stressed out. You can feel anxious about your day, and then you say, "Okay, Lord, this is so not about me. Yeah. Oh, it's so not about me." Yeah. And the fact I get to be in front of this microphone for a couple of hours, it is all
1: about Him. Wow. Yeah, I mean, that's good. That's yeah. All I got. Kim's talking about that offensive strategy ahead of time. You know that that regular rhythm she has. And that's that offensive strategy where the defensive strategy is okay, now I'm really struggling. I don't know for for you, but it's slip it's more slippery for me to remember that stuff when I'm struggling. It's harder for me to to remember my dependency, my identity is in Christ when I'm going to him ahead of time and thinking about the day, thinking about the second half of the day, just keeps me fresh and in that healthier mindset. Yeah. Todd, your agent said
0: you can only stay for one segment. Is that true? Can you stay for the next <laughs> I got, segment? I got some more time. If we go to break, will you still be here okay. when I come back? <laughs> oh, I'll make what, time would you? for you. Thank you. This, Todd so. Mulliken's my guest. You can learn more about him. If he still has his website up, it's toddmulligan.com. We'll be right back. If you'd like to know more about what it means to begin a relationship with Christ or to chat with someone about it, Just text the word FAITH to 41224. If you just joined the show, uh, Todd Mullican is here with me. And like always, Todd brings me a beautiful complimentary beverage of my choice, which I look forward to getting every time he comes on. (laughs) So thank you, Todd, as I'm enjoying my beverage. You're so welcome, sir. It's a nice hot latte. Thank you. Mm -hmm. All right. Now, uh, as we continue down this uh, road of get to or have to, Mm -hmm. which is a mindset and it's an important one, when, let's keep digging into this because I I, I find this fascinating. Mm -hmm. And if I don't have some quiet time and I get my mind in tune with the Lord and I say, I want to go and be salt and light in a broken world. So if, if I don't have that I'm going to be reactionary. I want to respond, not
1: react. Right. Yeah. So proactively, we're getting ahead of it, and we have a better chance. Like, let's say I'm going into a hard situation that I know that's happening today with my uh, my people at work, and I know the dynamics there. I've been in it for a long time, and I'm just kind of feeling really, you know, like it's a lot and I'm bringing the Lord into it for myself ahead of time. And my mind says I get to just be salt and light with these people and see their stories and and acknowledge their stories and create a place of empathy and understanding, direct conversation when I need to be to direct, full of truth, full of grace. Hey, Lord, what are my tendencies? What have I noticed? You know, sitting down and just sorting our mail out with God ahead of time. Yeah. It really helps. I do want to say, though, like, the people that I've worked with that have become more, like, fluent in the get-to have partially got there because they've worked on the pain in their life, right? They've they've worked on how they have maybe shut out people or how they haven't created a place, you know, their spouse has felt unloved, you know, for the last 10 years because I've either been so optimistic that I'm not looking at the hard things or I've been so down that I can never, you know, come towards him or her and knock on their door and ask them to come out to play, right? So uh, I do find, like, the deeper work for us is, you know, knowing our own brokenness, our own vulnerability. I know it's hard to know what our blind spots are, but I believe strongly in in asking our, our friend about that, a spouse, an accountability person, if we need to, of... Just what are those spots for me so that as I'm going into the get-to, it's it's full of you know, having eyes for the other, but because I'm in a pretty good place of contentment, whether I'm in the plenty or the want. Mm-hmm. Todd,
0: let's talk about uh, have-to versus get-to in significant relationships. Uh, it was yesterday on the Guy Talk, Dr. Greg Borgon was uh, talking about this presentation he was giving to an arena full of men and said, for the next 30 days, love your spouse sacrificially without expecting anything in return. See what happens. Yeah. You go, you don't have to, you get to do that. Get to do that. And if you go into that with that mindset, you know, it's a very different experience. It's like uh, when you fast, um, Mm. you're hungry, but you're choosing not to eat. Yeah. Right? Correct. So versus just, I missed lunch, I'm starving
1: you know that's right
0: <laughs> when you're choosing to fast you go I know I'm hungry but I'm doing way better it's really true. just having missed lunch
1: yeah it's really true now when we're dealing with emotions like that with somebody we're struggling with and we capture that attitude uh we know we we want to bear that fruit right hopefully the fruit of the spirit's coming out in those 30 days for us mm-hmm. right and if it's not then that's usually a sign that we are not quite in tune with what my my blind spots are. Does that make sense? So I have this fired up view of the next 30 days. I'm all in, I'm going, and then I'm tripped up, boom, right away by something my spouse has sure. done. Well, that doesn't really count. And this area doesn't, I know God doesn't want me to do it in this area because this is really her area or his area, and so I don't have to you know that that doesn't this doesn't matter here, and of course you and I would go. It matters most there, right? right. It matters most where I see my spouse's story, I see their struggles. I want to create a place where I see my own struggles, and at least have that type of intimacy emotionally to continue to love sacrificially. And uh, and I think what happens is we. We can love sacrificially, and then we can just turn it off quick because of our own blind spots. So I think that's a great call out by by that pastor, and um, it's a good challenge for us.
0: Mm-hmm. Todd Mulliken is my guest. And Todd, um, when we love sacrif- sacrificially, and that is our mindset, we're going to find ourselves making probably much better choices throughout our day, including loving our neighbor and... Being more patient and being more kind.
1: How many times does that matter a lot? Oh, a right. lot, yeah. a lot. In my world, anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, we all can think of that right now, and and I just know, like, when I it's such a game changer when I have that mindset ahead of time about that neighbor that's difficult or something my spouse is doing that I know is going to be difficult. And, you know, something I've been talking a lot about, Bill, for myself and in, in my uh, office is just... And we, I mentioned this a couple of times an office. <laughs> I do, yes. Do you? Really? <laughs> yeah. Is it connected to the website? Uh, somewhat, yes. R- really? Yeah, what is you that can website? Get to the, the website is <laughs> toddmulligan.com. You're a piece of work. Oh, know. no, so I'm, just yeah, right, I'm just asking. Yeah,
0: toddmulligan.com. M-U-L-L-I-K-E-N. Correct. I'm
1: just asking. Yeah, just clarifying. Yeah, right. just clarifying. Yeah, and so when I've got that shift... It's a big deal uh, when I and if I don't have that shift, I stumble easily. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I stumble. I'm stuck in that stuff. When I see their per, the person's story, right? Think of a few people in your life uh, right now, you know, and that have been close to you—a spouse or a friend or a significant other, a family member. Uh, do we see their story? You know, as God sees their story. You know, do, or do we hold against them their struggles? Oh, I don't think we can see their story the way God sees their story. But we can at least say, give me eyes, God. Oh, right? amen we, to that. Give me eyes for that. You Because know? when I see the story, then it doesn't mean I become the counselor or the savior or the uh, pastor or the social worker with that friend or that spouse, but I'm walking alongside And it changes my eyes because now I get to see them as God sees them as best as I can in my humanity, right? Mm -hmm. And that's another way the game changes for us and transformation. And what I see with that, I have had couples where somebody shifting their mindset can be a game changer. And most of the time, that doesn't happen overnight. But when it does, and most often, it's a, a significant conviction from God. You know something that happened in worship. Something that a friend of theirs told them mm-hmm. that they've known for a long time, and they finally got the gumption to confront me or confront somebody and say, "You know what? Fe- you know, I'm just—I'm not trying to call you out, but I love you. But here's what I'm noticing. What do you think? Mm-hmm. Right? Or, uh, you know, somebody is really complaining about their spouse to somebody for 25 years, and the person sees that person with the spouse and sees like, well, it, it may be. Yeah, I hear you, but like. What do you notice about you in that, or what's your part in the story? Right? Yeah. And that that, and then the mindset goes to they either can rebuke that person, or they can go, "Thanks for letting me in on your honesty, and now let me shift my mindset." And again, if I grew up with a lot of uh, a lack of like healthy attachment with a parent, so I get yelled at and then not soothed after, or I you know, I'm really disciplined harshly a bunch of times or just really chaotic and there isn't soothing afterwards, then I don't really learn how to soothe in difficult situations. I learn more how to avoid and run, or I learn how to control, overmanage, and um, demand. And that's a big thing that happens. So when you and I shift the game around with God's help and have a... pursue a healthy attachment with that person we care about, which doesn't mean we're having a wonderful moment. It just means I'm going to do my part in coming back and saying, hey, for this I'm really sorry, or for holding this against you for 23 years, that's on me. I'm still struggling with this, but for me holding resentment against you, that's on me. And that's, that's that where that have to, that obligation mindset can lead you to resentment building versus uh, forgiveness making. This is serious business. I know. It's yeah. Uh, a lot of what a lot of what at least I see in the deep, deep trenches. And it what's hard is, you know, we can read you know the freedom we have in Christ. I've been crucified with Christ and it's not you know, Galatians two twenty, right? It's and that's so true. And so what I get to do now is live that out. But I need the reps with God. I need those morning and afternoon reps, yeah. if you will. Well said. Well said.
0: Todd Mullikan's my guest. We're going to take a break, but if you have a question, we're talking today about, do you get to or do you have to? I uh, Hopefully, you get to, because that is the freedom in Christ that we have. We get to love sacrificially. We get to uh, love unconditionally as best we can. Uh, we get to be at peace to the best of our ability. Uh, hopefully, you don't feel like you have to, but you get to. And if you have a question or comment, let me know, 877-933-2484. Be right back with Todd. I'm with my friend Todd Mulligan today and we are talking about the importance of having the mindset of get to versus have to. And if you live in the get to mindset, you're going to be a much
1: happier person versus the have to. Right, right, and there's something to pay attention to over the next week for people. I agree. Maybe the challenge would be is can we each kind of take a a time in the morning, a time you know later in the day to just sit with God in that mindset, and what are we hearing from him, and how are we being guided in those difficult areas to develop that kind of mindset, and also just to know that we have the freedom now in Jesus to live fully in the Mm get-tos. So I think that's huge. Um, Can I talk about another area, too? Uh, please. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, I, you know, you're, you're throwing me off now, Todd. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm surprised you've got another topic.
1: <laughs> right. Well, as I was thinking, I was mentioning earlier, like the, the, our past sometimes can impact this mindset, right? Hence, our past. Our past. Yes. Oh, past. Yeah. A-S-T. Yeah. Okay. And so I think one thing I've bumped into a lot in, in my counseling, Practice is just helping people uh, learn from their past versus being defined by them. Uh, learn more about who they are becoming now in Christ versus what happened to them. So, but it is important to understand like what what has happened. And so, I think we have a view now instead of saying what's wrong with you, we say you know what happened. Right? Mm. What happened? You know what happened in your story. So, I find that. If you and I, as Christ followers, can do that internal work, sometimes that gives us that surge to come towards uh, loved ones, uh, people that we struggle with, with more of a a sense of empathy and understanding and perspective-taking. So uh, a couple of things I've noticed the past few years, Bill, that have been really loud is when I'm working with couples where uh, the female had a really difficult journey with her father, that was really harsh and hard, and the male had a really challenging relationship with his mother. So now they're married, and they're doing pretty well, but in in times of hurt, they're both reliving that stuff and then unintentionally being triggered by each other's stuff, and then also having a mindset about the other that they're doing something to me now because it's so loud right and so uh, i've had plenty of people who have said you know i want to take a look at that cuz i see that and i want to work on changing that but what's much more common is to be more focused on what is wrong with the spouse right so if i had let's say me as a male let's say if it happened to be mom and it really was a difficult challenging relationship it's still it was still broken it's still hard uh instead of realizing that part of my story, I'm going to be much more attentive to the things that my spouse is doing that reminds me of that. And I'm going to assume the worst in them because my heart gets hurt quickly when they're doing something to me emotionally that reminds me of what happened to me growing up. And if I'm not aware, like, they aren't really trying to do that. Now, maybe they are, and maybe they are exactly like that parent, and we've got to set boundaries and we've got to get help and it may be that they are really that person again and i've just married into that and it's really challenging and i got to get all over that and mm-hmm. help with that but it also could be that i'm making it a little bit louder than it actually is because of my own unresolved stuff mm-hmm. i'm viewing my let's say my my mother yelled a lot my wife isn't a yeller but once in a while she might get ups, you know kind of Raise her voice a little bit, and when that happens, that if if I'm not aware of my own stuff, I'm going to view that middle level of anger, if you will, as full vent. Mm. You know, and look what she's doing to me. It reminds me of that, and it's exactly like that because the body is in a self protective mode because it, the skin is pretty thin. And so how is that person doing with realizing, let me go and work on that stuff with that's unresolved and try to not heal that up in a minute, but just get my arms around that with a good therapist and try to figure that out so I have resolution in that in my story so that I have more of that get-to mindset with my spouse. right? And I can see them, I can address the issue, but it isn't as loud because I see their intention isn't, isn't to hurt me right there. Their Mm -hmm. intention is some of their own stuff. So I found that a lot, and working through that seems to really help people, at least being aware of it. And it is really hard to change that
0: pattern. Yeah. Uh, Todd, I'm looking at uh, Isaiah chapter 61. It says in uh, verse 1, the spirit of the sovereign Lord is on me because the Lord has anointed me to proclaim the good news to the poor, he has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted mm. and to proclaim freedom for the captives and release from darkness for the prisoners. Mm. So we need not only to hear the good news, but to have our brokenhearted be, be bind binded up. We do. Yeah. It needs to be bound up. It good does. grammar, Bill. But uh, yeah, Yeah. And- bind
1: up the brokenhearted. Right, and yep. if and if I am recognizing my identity is there, then hopefully that gets me more of that contented awareness of my freedom, yeah. and a more in that get to mindset, so that I see my spouse for what is actually true. Because what they're saying to me, you know, when they're trying to clarify their intentions, as I have couples do, she's saying, "No, I that I, I really didn't mean it that way, hon. I meant it this way, and this is how this is what I meant." Okay, gotcha, because if I don't figure that out, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put something on her. I'm going to say, no, you're doing this to me. You're doing this yeah. to me, right? And I hear that a lot. So if, if I can claim Isaiah 61.1 and know that to be true and have done that work and the Holy Spirit is reminding me what is true, then I've got a much better shot at having that get-to mindset towards my spouse and having more of a reasonable conversation. Then we start seeing generational shifts which, you know, as a therapist, I get really excited about. I go, oh yay, we get to see generational patterns shift a little bit, like, mm-hmm. and now my kids, you know, get to, to get to sense that too, and that's about as good as it gets on this side. Yeah. Do you think?
0: Do you ever say this in the counseling office? If do you you, you do have an office, don't you? <laughs> I do have an okay. office. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that it sounds like you're getting somebody else's mail because if you got triggered. By your spouse, and it r- was reminding you of the way your mother treated you, maybe they're just being triggered mm-hmm. by the mom. Correct. Right? So this whole thing is blown out of proportion. That's correct.
1: Yeah. Okay. And, and But that person would have to acknowledge that that is actually what is true, right? That would be a big step. That would be a big step. Yeah. And, and that's the freedom we have, and that's why I said earlier today, like, you know, when we come with that sense, you know, Jesus didn't say, blessed are those that have their act together. You know, I always tell people, get your Beatitudes on, you know, get going on the Beatitudes, right? Blessed are the poor in spirit, blessed are the peacemakers, not peacekeepers, pacemakers, you know, mm-hmm. blessed are the meek, right? Strength under control. I love that. Yeah, and that, when we get our Beatitudes on, then I feel like we've got a much better shot of playing You know, the kind of interactions with our loved ones that are more reasonable. Cause I'm going to start giving people a little bit of the benefit of the doubt and be honest and be direct, uh, and, you know, set boundaries when I need to, like we've talked about. But, uh, I'm gonna make sure I'm covering my basis first. And what usually happens, especially if people grew up in a lot of trauma bill, they're very quick to make sure they don't go into that situation again. And so if they think they're even a little bit in that situation again, it'll feel like they're right back in it. And so what ends up happening typically is one of the kiddos at 10, 15, 20 years of age says, dad, mom, you know, I am really, this kind of behavior is really hurting me and I need you to stop. And then sometimes, or something really difficult has happened to that teenager, you know, that they're going through really severe mental health issues and confide in a counselor or that it's because of, you know, a parent's stuff or whatever, sometimes that will alert somebody, you know, that's around my age or whatever to, oh yeah, that's, oh golly, you know, that is on me. And, and that's, what's beautiful about the Christian faith, right? Is that we get to, we get to look at like, hey, you know, we get to do our own self-examination in Christ, right? I mean, we got to make sure we are, our side of the street is as clean as it can be because of what Christ has done for us. So I just want to call out that uh, another get to is just kind of going through your story with mm-hmm. God and, and looking for those blind spots and knowing that God's holding you in that. Yeah. Some people would say, I don't want to
0: kick the cans of the past, Todd. Right. You know, but I think if you don't uh, walk through some of those experiences, you're going to keep living them out in your adult life.
1: Yeah. And Bill, honestly, in therapy, we kind of have a a binary view either. Some people say you got to spend your whole time back there. And here's the 33rd thing that happened to you when you were seven. And here's the 45th thing that your dad Mm -hmm. did wrong. I'm not that person. I know you're not. And some people are also the other way where like, Hey, the past is called the past because it has passed. It's stupid. You know, just get, if you're positive for two weeks in a row, you're good. And then you'll start being positive the rest of your life. Yeah, And that's what works. And and maybe I'm wrong, but I usually find a both-and, right? But I do want people to become more defined by who they're becoming in Christ versus what happened to them. Mm-hmm. So it's still a movement towards, because we get to change our own story in the ways that we want to, wherever we're at. And that also breathes life into the next generation, whether it's friendships or children, whoever we're exposed to. That next generation is is uh, encouraged by that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and whoever you and I are doing that, too, as we're growing and healing it's an encouragement to the other and to the next generation. So I think it's a both and, you know, we get to do those current day, couple check in today with the Holy Spirit about our mindset, but we also get to kind of take a look back and say, Where am I, what am I bumping into? Or, you know, I had a friend tell me a couple of weeks ago about this and I didn't want to look at it, but, you know, maybe God's using that friend in my life. So doesn't mean everybody needs counseling. Maybe it's a, a close uh, friend that can pray with you and talk to you through it, but it's important. Yeah. Can I uh, wheel out a, a cliche here, Todd? mm mm-hmm. uh,
0: You need to deal with your past or your past will deal with you? Yeah. Is that That's the truth good. in
1: that? A lot of truth in that. Yeah.
0: yeah. I, I think of Jesus speaking to the, the disciples in the upper room, basically saying where he had come from, who he was, and where he was going.
1: Mm.
0: And I think mm. if you don't know where you've been, it might be hard to know who you are. And if you don't know who you are, it might be hard to know where you're going. That's so good. Kind of a big package there, isn't it? That's huge. That's really good. Well, so... You sit in that. Yeah, you know, if you think, I, I don't need to deal with my past, but if you don't, if you can't understand your past, you may struggle with knowing who you are. Mm-hmm. Now, that's different from knowing who you are in Christ, but mm-hmm. it's two sides of the coin.
1: Yeah, and the beautiful part about our relationship with God, since we're supposed to be praying unceasingly, and we get to do that, right? First Thessalonians talks about that. As we're going through our past, it doesn't mean you know we're doing that separate from the Holy Spirit. He is our wise counselor, right? He is our advocate. He's growing to the Father on growing to the Father on our behalf, right? He is that wise counselor for us that guides us through that. But I've just found marriages and families change a ton when somebody that has been who's been really, really, really silent and distant, or somebody that's been a lot and their anger is is controlling the home. When they do their work, it's unbelievable what Mm -hmm. can happen. I mean, kids change their hearts. Their hearts soften. uh, There's hope in the home. So always know, like the get-to of looking at our own stuff is is a a freedom we have in Christ, but the Holy Spirit guides us through that. Mm -hmm. If anything you've heard uh, from Todd Mulliken today,
0: you would like uh, more clarification on, or you have a question for Todd. Send it over, 877 2484 877 2484 And we'll be right back with Todd. Faith Radio and Afternoons with Bill podcasts are available because of listener support. If you are a supporter, thank you so much. Becoming a supporter today by visiting MyFaithRadio.com. I'm back with Todd Mulliken. And Todd, no questions, so there you go. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah,
1: I I just think um, the people that, and probably a lot of people are doing this work. I mean, the upside of counseling and learning about this stuff is people are, you know with integrating their faith through making these changes, and it's just transformational in the home mm-hmm. and those are the stories that you don't usually hear about very much uh because they don't happen a ton, but when they do, boy, the change is just you know it isn't like the change is set forever, but the change is like now in place, like I've had many cases where like you know the person is really. They know like they're making, let's say they even have some mild narcissistic tendencies. They lacked empathy or they were really demanding or Mm -hmm. they were arrogant and haughty and they just got, you know, lovingly hit over the head. But also they also saw the Vietnam they grew up with in their emotional kitchen Mm -hmm. and that they were recreating that now in their story and they just got broken in that, right? Mm -hmm. And they uh, they see a 20 year old that's angry about it or something, right? Yeah. And so now they are just committed to make sure, like, they get to learn how to have perspective taking. And I think a lot of times these days people say, well, that person can never have that because it's not in their brain. They just can't do that. But it's been interesting to watch people that really do the long-term work, Yeah, what happens, and God's still in that business, right? Um, But it takes that intentional long-term work. Uh, and then what happens, Bill, with the change is sometimes the change doesn't happen because right away, uh, because the family is going. I don't know if I buy this stuff yet, right? It, it's been going one way for twenty years, and now this person has really been doing some good work for six months, let's say. Mm-hmm. They're still not buying the program sure. because, like, well, why would you, right?
0: And so, right? Yeah, are you open to adaptation? Are you resilient? You know are people that coming into your office are they are they resilient or are they going this is the way we do it, and it's not happening the way I want, so therefore it's not working right yep uh my favorite one of my favorite quotes from Pastor Lewis Smeads is "My mm. wife has been married to five different men, all of them me
1: <laughs> you know, and if you're not going to be adaptable, you're going to be in trouble, you are yeah. And so what I tell the person that's making the change, especially if they've had significant brokenness and they have really unintentionally taken it out on their spouse and on their children, uh, that know that, you know, see them as God sees them where they're scared still. And it doesn't mean you're not enough. Right. It means like you are enough now in Jesus to work on these things, but they still might be scared. They might still not want to come out to play yet and might not trust yet. Mm -hmm. And then you have to really know that God holds you in that and you understand that. And when they understand that and they are not keeping score and not saying, well, they're not changing their view of me yet. That's when some of the deeper transformation really happens long-term. And oh, by the way, just a plug for Lou Smead's, any book he writes, please get it, Unforgiveness. It's pretty good stuff. Yeah, his stuff on forgiveness is the best. Yeah. Really good. I would imagine,
0: Todd, a big problem is there's exhaustion in people's lives. Mm. There's a lot of stress just trying to raise kids, meet deadlines, pay bills, get the promotion, break the yard, all that kind of stuff.
1: And the stress, you're right, Bill, the stress makes us pretty uh, unengaged. Exhaustion's a great word, and we're tired emotionally. Yeah. And so, you know, really the, the mindset then, like in one of the classes I teach as a professor is social psychology, and we talk a lot about attitudes and behaviors, and research says that our attitude can impact our behavior, <laughs> but our behavior sometimes can impact our attitude, believe it or not. So sometimes it's just a matter of like, I, I see what needs to be done here. I lack the I lack the emotional bandwidth right now, Lord, but let me over the next week just try a couple of these things with your help because I, I get to do that. And Get to. there's another. It, it's a to. reframe. Because yeah. otherwise the idolatry that I have, that a lot of us have with work, and work can be beautiful and passionate and amazing, but sometimes it can be more of our identity than it needs to be, in my opinion. And so when I can reframe my work is just work and I want to do the best I can in Jesus but I want to really work on these relationships because I get to um that makes a big difference.
0: Mhm. It feels like a real big mindset change for someone listening today that says I've been working and operating in the have to mindset I'm going to try to take that hat off and put on the get to hat. Now that's not going to be easy. No. That is going to be a uphill battle I would imagine Todd.
1: Especially, you're right, and it becomes a little less of an uphill climb when we can identify, like, hey, well, what's the truth? Okay, The truth in my work stuff is, like, it's pretty quiet. I mean, I've been a little bit obligated and obligation kind of based, but I, actually I find myself somewhat grateful for that. Um, these two friendships have been just a train wreck, and I feel like I've been spitting tacks and not holding them before the Lord. It's clearly a half to area. I mm-hmm. need to clean that up, or, or, gal, my... My relationship with my 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 mom has been really challenging, and I think I've been all in half to mode and uh, versus get to with good boundaries. you know I need to reframe that, so I think just that introspection we have with the Holy Spirit about looking at the mailbox coming in what's the mail saying right and taking time to clear that up and watch out for the junk mail
0: hmm the get to mentality is something I think we are all attracted to right now. I know I am, and I, I think, Kim, you're attracted to it as well. And, and so what are some steps, some like, what's the starter kit, Todd? Yeah. <laughs> the the get-to starter kit.
1: So the get-to starter kit would be, first of all, that regular rhythm of reframe, right? The reframing is... Um, okay, well, what does that mean? So, How do we do that? So the reframing is in that quiet time, couple times a day, where I'm looking at my story with the Holy Spirit and going, here's an area that's clearly my mindset is just to always get to. Okay, let's go dig even deeper now. Now, What's the mindset
0: when you're with the Holy Spirit? What are you saying regarding a a certain issue?
1: So with my friend, I feel like I've been really judgmental. It's a complete obligation to spend any time with them. I have to spend time with them. I have to spend time with them. Yeah, with my spouse. I have to be married, you know. I, I have to stay married. <laughs> I have to. Yeah. And I, I see that. Now, what I find when we're in that time of prayer, it's really helpful to just start there and get a regular rhythm of that. And so now we. I first step is identify the have-tos, and then the second step is to start running towards what does a get-to look like in that area, right? Mm-hmm. I get to see like my friend has actually gone through something tough in their story and let me come towards them with asking them about that. I get to see my spouse in their story and let me try to reframe my actions towards them and do my, what I call my five to one. I'm giving five affirmations today and starting to change the rhythm in the home slowly. Mm -hmm. So those are the rhythms I talk about is, is moving from half to to get to, but that couple times a day of reframing and doing that for a month mm-hmm. really matters. All right, here's a uh, text that just
0: came in. So because I can't change my husband's anger and yelling, I should try to adapt of I get to listen to him yell and absorb his anger. He only yells at me and the youngest uh, son. The older, which is the better, more be- well-behaved son, does not get yelled at, even when he does something wrong that upsets my husband. My husband can also control his anger with work clients, so I don't know why me and our younger son are the ones he always yells at. That's a good point. It's a great point. Yeah,
1: so the get to there is really the the, the get to have... Remember earlier I said I get to have an honest conversation, right? I get to have that honest conversation with my husband who has been this way for a long time, and I'm tired of that, right? And so... The half to the obligation leads to, which is normal, right? The obligation in this situation that she's bringing up so well is going to still lead to a lot of discouragement. The get-to doesn't lead to la-la land. It leads to addressing the tough issue. And now that tough issue's on the table. Mm-hmm. And now the tough issue's not going away. We are going to address that tough issue.
0: So it's not that she has to adapt to... Listening to him yell and absorbing his anger. Right, that, that's not the point at all.
1: Not at all. That's why I said earlier that the
0: honest conversation sometimes is the get to. Right? I'm, I'm not guessing she's going to be able to have an honest conversation with this attitude.
1: It, it might be tough, right? And I and that's totally understandable. And you, you feel, but that's real, sad. It is, and you feel defeated,
0: and like yeah. I would, I'd, be, I'd feel very defeated. So how that. does she go into the get to mentality because she? Probably is attracted to this message, but doesn't know how to do it. Yeah, and I don't know how to suggest anything. No, I, the I mean, and this so. is not
1: right. Ready, is not go, right? <laughs> not, it's not a it's not a one off. But what yeah. I get to do now is, I always say, honesty today prevents problems tomorrow. Okay, so honesty today matters, and on, now we have an honest conversation. Now it's on the table, and I'm not letting go of it. Okay, I see how you're treating me. I see how you're treating my younger. Your son, son. I see it. I'm not okay with it. It's not okay. And then, and I understand he's not going to go. Oh, you're right. This is amazing. No, it's going to produce more yelling. Right. It's going to produce more yelling. Stop yeah. yelling at me. And then we go to my second boundary of, you know, we're going to get help for this. Well, he doesn't want to get help. I'm going to get help. Yeah. And then you start getting some strategies. But the get to gets you proactive versus reactive. hmm That's, a good, that's proact- a good word. Really matters. Yeah. yeah. I'm really glad you brought that up. I am too, because I, I think we were
0: speaking very. Uh, optimistically, and, and here's a person that says, I, how do I adapt? How do I do it there? How do, yep. What do I get to now? Listen mm-hmm. to him yell? That right? doesn't sound like
1: fun. Of course not. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: All right, Todd. Thank you once again. Thank you, uh, sir. Todd Mulliken's been my guest. Do you have a website? I do. Todd Mullikan.com.
1: Is that it? How do you spell your last name? M-U-L-L-I-K-E-N. I guess there's also podcast. Todd Mulliken Podcasts. Wow, I did not know any of this. Yeah. This is all new to new me. New material. Uh, <laughs> 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 I, I didn't see any of this coming, Todd.
0: Seriously. <laughs> And yeah, so there we go. Oh, you're the Well, we're going to take a little break, and then we've got hour two just ahead. But, uh, you know, get get in the habit of spending time in God's presence. We've got a really lovely way of doing that. We've got a beautiful scripture graphic, which we'll send right to your email inbox. And it's really lovely. And all you have to do to sign up for that is go to myfaithradio.com, and we'll get it all taken care of for you. All right, we'll take a short break and be right back.